We're live. <laughs> Stupid. <coughs> Jackson, go sit down. You're too loud. 2.10, living cash way. 2.10. Welcome. To living cash way. Um, Take you down another road. Yeah. Of mindless thoughts and senseless things. Conversation. Yeah. Senseless conversation. Um, or senseless thoughts and mindless conversation. Mm-hmm. Either or. Whichever. Uh, scratch <laughs> Un- that, reverse it. Uneducated opinions. Yeah. Once again, uneducated. <laughs> uneducated, very biased, very... <laughs> uh, yeah. Lack, devoid of any facts. <laughs> yeah. Don't count on us to really fact check ourselves because then that would take... That would mean I have my computer with me today, though, just right. in case. J-I-C. Sometimes you do that. J-I-C. Which I should probably put my phone on do not disturb. Probably should. Before I get in trouble. Well, you started it without my consent. And it's 2020, and I would think that you would know. I don't consent, consent is a big deal. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a gray area. Like, if you're going along with it, and you're smiling and laughing and having a good time, it's pretty consensual. No, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but just because I'm being nice and laughing and smiling doesn't mean I, my words still sometimes say, okay, stop, you know? Yeah, well, put your foot down then. <laughs> I'm not a flamingo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or I am a flamingo. Yeah. Sometimes you got to put foot down. Yeah, sometimes you got to put your foot down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel great today. It's the mm. first day I've felt like pretty ambitious. Like, whew, okay, back to normal. Well, Work. maybe because my house is destroyed. But well, I was thinking maybe because you worked it out last night. Oh no, I didn't work out last night. <laughs> but other than that, uh, yeah, I feel great. The flu really is amazing, and I I keep on thinking about like, is it because I'm so old? That it took me, it's taking me so long to like be normal. No. Because as a kid, it probably took you that long. You just don't remember. I only remember having the flu maybe, well, I lied. Maybe a few times. I guess I wouldn't, I don't know if they were all the flu. One time I remember having the croup. You ever thought, yeah, you ever thought, had the croup? Yeah. Uh Um, I had the croup once. The wet cough and stuff. Yeah. No, but the croup is a, a certain type of... Yes, it's, a certain it's type a, of croup. Well, no, the croup is but more it's, of a barky cough. Yeah, it's a barky cough, but it's like in your... I don't know if it's in your lungs, or I don't know what constitutes like the croup. But it is an interesting... Yeah, I remember having thing. that. And then I remember having the flu once when I was like in seventh grade or eighth grade. Because I remember Matt Forkenbrock came over to my house once. And knocked on my door, which is really rare for me to have, like, friends come over like that, especially non-member friends. It was just out of the blue. I just remember being like, my house was just not a hangout house, let's put it that way, for my group. I think some of my siblings had groups hang out. Uh-huh. I was talking to a friend. We were talking about somebody that had passed away. And we were discussing how 
once again in the religion, in the Mormon religion, um, just because that's all I know. But there is kind of this secrecy, like a uh, stigma. Yeah, or yeah, stigma. That's a good word. A stigma around like maybe suicide or overdosing. Like maybe they just don't tell their kids. They kind of like. Well, they like to skirt the issue. It, it's I easy to skirt around. For me, for my experience, I think my family is more like, why should kids have to know? Let's keep them innocent. Which I think that's a well, rec- uh, commendable way to look at it. Because, you know, my kids are at that age now where I'm kind of like, even this last Christmas where I was like, Mac was just singing a vulgar song or something. And I was like, Aw, what happened to the days of, like, saying, Mom, can I sing Jingle Bells? I'm like, are those, like, literally over? You know, like, now I just have rude, crude, and socially unacceptable <laughs> yeah. children. Jingle Balls. Yeah. Santa sucks. <laughs> yeah. Fuck his stupid sleigh. <laughs> yes. Just dumb exactly. shit. Just dumb shit. Exactly. Like and but, I just... you know, for instance, growing up, I have a half-brother. I have a brother named Michael. And I don't know, it was 11 or 12... And we were driving home from church one day, and my curious mind was like, where does he come from? Yeah. How does that fit? And I was like, were you married before, Dad? He's like, no. Well, did you get a divorce? Like, where, yeah, how, how does did that, this baby how come, does that how fit? Did this brother and it was just kind of like, um, no, no, and never got an answer, like, no, I had um, I had sex before I got married, or I had a baby. I had a teenage yeah, you can, baby. You can like, have a baby before you get married. I mean, it is like, possible. Yeah, but it's just and my not... brother and my, I remember my brother being like, "Dude, what do you mean? Think about it." And I'm like, "I don't get it." Yeah, like <laughs> I'm thinking actually really hard, and it's still not coming. <laughs> uh huh. I'm 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 trying to figure this out here. That's why I'm asking questions, and uh, it's like, yeah, hey. Tyler, this is what happened. You know, I was a teenager. I uh, had sex with the girl and I got her pregnant. Yep. And that's now how I you have a son. Have a baby. Yeah. It's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. It's it's. How old were you? You think? I was twelve. I was, I was probably about eleven or twelve. Okay. I remember where we were. It's it's so funny how memories like there's some memories that are like I remember yeah, distinctly. Yeah. Because we were in the van with the with the turquoise stripe down the side of it. <laughs> I don't know where or who. I need to ask my mom about that, like, because she got in an accident, mm-hmm. and then wrecked her van. Someone, it was a one-way street, and someone was going the wrong way, and she hit him. And then during this accident, they fixed it, and then put this gigantic turquoise stripe down the side of the van. How funny! And I'm like, whoa, where? Who decided to do this? Like, let me, let's put an accident on this van. What do you think about that, Kathy? That's so <laughs> like, funny because my mom, she got uh, a new Astro one year. And I can't, I mean, it had to be in the 90s, like 92 or 93. And um, it had a gray stripe with like a uh-huh. swirly in the middle type like thing. And I remember my mom like, oh, I love this way more than just white, you know. And I just like laughed thinking back like. Yeah. Oh, it almost matches like, your camper. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like the design. I don't know. Seriously. That's so funny. But anyways, yeah, we were driving up through our old neighborhood winding the, these S-curves and I remember that's all oh end of the story but the van yeah yeah so anyways yeah um 
This but, well, yeah, this stigma, like I was saying. Yes. There's this stigma that for some reason, maybe I'm wrong, but a lot of people I know and growing up, I didn't really know anything. I wasn't really told much of the secrets. And granted, they that's probably better because I was a loud mouth little child anyway. Perhaps. I mean, yeah, I know I was loud. I definitely I, was a loud mouth. I would have been like, I, would, I, I know I'm sure... Oh, yeah, my dad had sex before he got married. That's where my brother comes from. <laughs> and well, like, thank you for that, Tyler. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate your information there. I'm glad you enlightened everybody in the room now. Thank you for Well, that. mine was more like this. Mine was more like, um, I just wanted to be a gossiper, you know, where it's like I like to tell the secret, where I like to be like, um, did you know that my mom had a baby before she got, you know what I mean? Like I, I would like to be the one that tells, which is so weird. Is, but what's crazy is, is it come, it, it's, it, I come by it rightly because it's always, it was always like, <laughs> like, don't hate, stop the going. Like I wasn't trusted with. True. And with I these. think that's, and that's what I was going to say too, is that that is true because as much as I was a loud mouth, I also wasn't given very much opportunity to be trusted with things. But then again, there's not, my family is not one. There's not very many, th- they all do it to each other anyways. Like we all talk about, like there's not very many cigarettes, <laughs> which I'm okay with. It doesn't bother me. There's no, because to me, if I really don't want anybody in my family to know anything, I just won't tell any of them. You know what I mean? Like, you just have to know how to work with your surroundings. But it, I have had to learn growing up how important it is to keep a secret. Well, well, just to keep the gossip to a minimum and keep, like... Well, and you got to know your crowd. Because, absolutely. thankfully, obviously, I've married my best friend where I, like, I could tell you things. You at least like a little gossip. And it doesn't go anywhere. Like, you're not going to tell anybody... And I'm not going to tell anybody yeah. the things that you tell me because, A, who do I know anyways? Um, but, yeah, there's definitely been times that I've, <laughs> I've learned that keeping your mouth shut is very important. Um, well, on the, on the subject of micro... Oh, yeah. I mean, cause I, mean, I, mean I know I talked earlier, that we, but... I don't think, I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about, but it was just, he was an interesting person in my life and, and still is. I mean, I, I love Michael. He's a great friend. I, I really enjoyed our Christmas break with him and getting to know him more because, you know. Because just like us, uh-huh. we both have been gone. Yeah. Absentee. Oh, yeah. No, sorry, I waxed my Oh, there's this glitter. Shut up. Watch. Uh, um, um, but, go on, sorry. But he was, I mean, like I said, so... He, I don't. I guess he lived with us for a little while. I don't remember him living with us. I was too young then, but I always remember, like, uh, him coming to visit every once in a while. I think he had a Datsun. He used to drive, <laughs> like Kindle, like had, when Kindle had that one. That's a Datsun, right? That yeah, truck, I'm not sure little truck. If thingy? it was a car, I think it was a car. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Um, but um, there were. I mean, I didn't know that my parents were so involved with Mike and like growing up and, and supporting him or being a part of his life and stuff like that. Or my dad being not, not so much a part of his life. I don't know how, what the extent of the support was or like, but I know that, that my dad did a good job or, or worked at 
supporting him the ways that he could, I guess. However, that was, I have no idea because there wasn't much topic like, hey, well, this is what I'm doing. I'm, yeah. I'm, my dad would tell me now if I asked him. I don't. It's, yeah. I, but but uh, I remember Mike came to visit once and he had a snowboard, dude. I thought it was so cool. I'm like, hey, <laughs> that's sweet, dude. You have a snowboard? Shut up. Like, I was young. <laughs> Like, probably eight. I don't know. That's so funny. But um, Mike wasn't... I mean, he came around, but I don't I don't really remember much coming around. We'd go visit him. We went to Mesa. But there was... It was just interesting. I mean, there's there's always just... Uh, there was like a... Difference? Uh-huh. Just because, I mean, it was, it's like a well, step but that's just almost, Yeah, like, well, I mean, that's just how it goes, like... It, when you're not there, and he was so much older. I mean, he was yeah. he was married, and he kind of had a life in Arizona and stuff like that, and we just yeah. didn't get to see him much. And then he's been in Texas, so we haven't seen him a lot either. And Grants, we saw him a lot more. But No, but but now now it's a lot different. Now there's a lot well, more. Well, now that we're adults. And, you know, that's just, it's just so funny because that's what it's like. You know, when I was a kid, I just, the way I thought, was adulting like me pretending to adult was me telling gossip you know what i mean like me and i felt like that i don't know you know and now that i'm more like i'm a real adult it's like oh it's like sincere stuff that's what really matters it's like it's not about like who's popular because i don't know anyways it just you get adults and relationships change that's all yeah absolutely you understand what a good relationship is or a enjoyable or a beneficial. Yeah. Well, I'd, it'd be interesting. I would I'd love to sit down with Mike or have, you know, talk about his experience of what, of what was growing up like for him yeah. and what, what his perspective of. Well, because let's because... be honest, you guys are super loud and kind of overly confident, overly bearing, overbearing. Uh-huh. And then, you know, like, where does somebody come in that may be a little bit more quiet? Like, that doesn't have to fight for the attention. Like, doesn't want to fight for the attention because it's not in his nature to to beg for the attention like uh-huh. that. You know what I mean? So it's just so interesting. Just different personalities that come together that it's like, huh, you know, did he have much room to, to fill, well, you yeah, know? Uh-huh. Did he? Did he... Did he feel like an outcast or did he feel accepted? What was, where was, like, right. what was it like to be accepted into a family where, um, or to come visit and, and maybe feel indifferent or whatever? Like, what yeah. was it like from his perspective? Because that, that's a, that's interesting to me because we, we are, uh, my family is a very, not proud, but proud, but like overly confident. And I, and I would say overly confident in good ways. I'm not Absolutely. saying bad. No. I'm just saying, yeah, you guys are just loud and proud. It's just like, it's just like my family, just like the Larson's. We just, <laughs> you, I feel like what happens is there's just a bond of living together, knowing each other's ins and outs of annoyances. You're a family where you see each other daily and you see your habits daily. And then bring, throw somebody in the mix that doesn't see the habits daily, that grows up in a total different household. I mean, because he was an only child, right? No. Like with his mom? No, not that I know of. I don't know. <laughs> right? So that's like, it's like, there's still so much that I don't know about Mike because I was, he's just so much older. Yeah. So Mike, just so you know, I'm coming for you next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to get down yeah. deep and dirty. 
Yeah, because there is some questions. Yeah, because we know you're listening. (laughs) Hopefully, maybe I don't know. Uh, And we love, and that's the thing is like, I like I said, just getting older, just getting more mature Mm -hmm. and caring about relationships. That you you start understanding, like I start understanding that. Oh, I got to put the effort in too. Sure. This isn't just a. This isn't just a flow. I'm excited to hear his side of the story or hear his story because that is interesting to me. I I love to hear. Where people come from, and yeah. because I don't like, think that any of any of the rest of my brothers, I don't think they could get real about their story or down and dirty about their story because I don't think they have much of a story per not, se. Uh, yeah, because, like I've like, said though, like there's some people in my family that that's their goal. Like their goal is to you know they already know from a very young age that they want they're going to marry in the temple, they're going to be members of the church, where they're going to run a business or they're going to work and they're uh-huh. going to save money and they already they already know how that's supposed to go and they're really good and motivated and self-disciplined to do it and it's just and they're happy doing it because that's what they always wanted to do what, what and for us be... we're just more awake yeah now let's try it out yeah like, <laughs> yeah. like what well, i mean i'm just thinking like a story i'm trying to think of what a story would be from one of my siblings, like, what is their story? How is their story? What is it? Do they even tell themselves a story or they, or do they, are they just, um, are they just oblivious in their story of what it is now of like, of, yeah, I grew up in a church. The church is true. This is what it is. And my life is, this is what my life's purpose is, or this is where I'm headed. I think, I think most, even if you don't experience a lot of variety, I still think you have those experiences on a smaller scale, maybe, maybe not so dramatic up and down, up and down like us. Um, but I think they still experience those things like feeling doubt, but their doubt only goes to here. You know what I mean? Like their doubt stops at a level before thinking past that. Like, no, there's just no way. Like, you know, like, okay, maybe, okay, maybe um, Heavenly... I don't know how to... Okay, maybe Joseph Smith did see, have three visions, but was a fraud altogether, like lied about the Book of Mormon? Absolutely not. Like it can, it only, it caps out. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. and but everybody has a cap out in life uh-huh. in different categories. It's not, yeah, but that's just the only thing I know is that religion. But... Yeah, I mean, but they... I, I just, like I said, I think we just go, we have gone through the roof of experiencing life in some different ways. I'm not saying like I'm the most experienced, but I just think that some people like to feel safe and in their bubble. That's yeah, all. Absolutely. But yet they still feel those emotions, but inside of that bubble uh-huh. or that circle, not that it's a bubble, but inside of their, yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting. I mean, it's just, it's all too interesting. I mean, the story even, um, I, cause there's so many stories. I, I mean, I even like my mom, and my brothers and stuff like that, but, I, uh, last year I was talking to my cousin. I'm like, I think my mom is addicted to anxiety. Like that's her resort to feelings or thoughts or it's like, Oh, that scares me. And so it it turns into an anxious idea. And I think that that is a, that that was a learned or taught behavior to some of my siblings that, that this is, I mean, it's kind of like, 
it, it's almost uh, a reaction. It's almost a, a an instinct to sure. feel that way. And I know that she was raised in an anxious I just, house. Yeah. I just feel like you kind of throw this word addicted around sometimes that I don't feel like is a complete accurate way to describe it. But I think it's a coping mechanism for okay. sure. I definitely think anxiety is a coping mechanism of your body scared of something or that it, it's something out of its control and you can't you can't stop it like you can't it's so interesting because I feel like I've had more anxiety in the last year than I've had in a long time but it's not like it's it's so interesting because it's just like at night or something if yeah. my brain's running yeah. it's not crippling yeah it's not crippling but at the time it's just like okay breathe deep am I breathing like man, my chest feels tight. Like, oh, uh -huh. okay, I'm just thinking so much. Oh my gosh, Allie, like, okay, calm down. Let your body, like, let it go. What am I, like, what, what can, what, what am I thinking about that's making me feel like this? And it isn't, I can't imagine it going to the next level no. of being crippling. And, and that's where I do, I, I don't think it's voluntarily, but I do think that it's a coping mechanism that, I don't know, maybe handed down. I don't know, but a lot of people. Not, yeah, I really don't know. I'm a. I'm once again ignorantly speaking. Sure. I mean, but I do see that. Um, it is interesting because I think that beliefs in religion would have a lot to do with it. And there's a lot. I mean, I so growing up, my mom was always like, be anxiously engaged in a good cause, and I'm like, that's so interesting that that it's described like that, like like. It's almost like you you have to be worried about being like uh, like like am I, being I, 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 I here I go I, yeah I'm, let me go I mean get... I do think words have power I mean I do, I do think that what you speak in existence uh, who was I talking to uh, oh I was listening to like a TED talks or something and it was like talking about falling in love and it was saying like how even our language has made love have a lot of negative connotations like I'm sick in love or I'm you know uh I can't think of any other ones like that but the like that do, yeah uh-huh um and I'm uh, love sick yeah love sick and I can't remember the other ones she had used but it was like I'm we need to change the way that we talk about love and hold it not in a it, like she was saying not out of our control because it is in our control who we love or I'm uh I'm blind with love or, you know, with whatever. It's like, no, you still are in control. You don't just get to step out and give yourself uh, a, uh, uh, it, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, give yourself not an excuse, but like tell yourself that you are sick. You don't get yeah. to just like, you know, I don't know how, what word I'm looking yeah, for. But but yeah, but create that whatever that is. Yeah. But, you know, it is interesting because you know, growing up, my my mom, she always stayed busy. They were very busy, like, and and I don't know if it was just. I mean, if I know she was raised that way, but oh, my that whole side of my family is just. They're like everything has to be in order, everything's neat, blah blah blah. Like they're always busy, yeah. and I don't know if I mean, it, it's it's just interesting because that seems like a lot of pressure, or a lot of work to have your house like to always be pristine, but. I feel like I don't know though, I, but I feel like you're you're 
Not that it's a lot of work to have a clean house. I was going to say, but I think she enjoys it too. Yeah. But that's, that's where I just think it's different. And that could be, uh, once again, is a coping mechanism uh-huh. as well. I wonder if she thought if, that she had to have a garden growing up or if she had to have all these certain things growing up or if she had to act a certain way. I wonder what the shoulds that my mom has on herself. Um, I wonder yeah. if, like, because I was talking to my dad at the lake a couple years ago and I was like, dad... Like, you got it made in the shade, bro. You're a great person. I mean, there, there's no way that if if you died today that you wouldn't be in the celestial kingdom. I mean, that, I just can't see how, what are you, what's, what are, what's the continuation of working or bettering or repenting? What do you have to repent for? I mean, it's just, it's just interesting how much energy is put on the next life and, and they enjoy this life and they're, they have a great time. They really are great. Um, they relax, they chill. I mean, they're. My dad's pretty fun. My mom is too. But it's just interesting because it's sad to see my mom be so crippled with anxiety. And and for out of really no necessity, out of really no no need to. And what what would cause such anxiety? And is there is there things that maybe she's not willing to let go of or really even willing to look yeah. at? Or is there things that she there's is there places that she's not willing to go to address that anxiety? I don't know. I mean, that's it's an interesting. Well, I don't concept. know though because there's a total different side of it as well. Because I think you're more of a emotional, you know, and, and so so am I. I definitely feel like there's a lot of we run a lot of our own emotions and we kind of create a lot of our disease in our bodies. Mm-hmm. I do believe that, but uh, but also I don't know like chemically wise if you I do think that you probably control sure. chemically what sure. your body's putting out but you know also it's just hard when you can't well when you I can't, don't know like I said I've never been right. to the next level yeah. where it's like okay this is not working you know because I'll go up and down I'm probably more like bipolar if anything but it's like I go up and down where it's like, okay, now I'm all right. Like that was a few days of anxiety. That was weird. Like I just couldn't sleep. And you know, I usually can be like, maybe I drank too much coffee, which is a big possibility. You know what I mean? Like things like that where I'm like, okay, I probably should cut that out because I'm feeling like this, but I don't know. It is hard when you're, when you can't get your mind right. And it does. I mean, I, it definitely would take a lot of practice and a lot of conscious effort to, contradict um years and years of habitually thinking one way sure or habitually thinking this way and then and then accepting it being like yep this is just who i am or this is just how it is and and uh you know it's it's interesting because i don't i don't necessarily think I, i think my mom could cure herself of it but but there's it would take 10 years of thinking a different way in order to translate or transmute or create or make it happen to where it's like, Oh yeah, that's, that's, that happens. And this is life. Yeah. I don't but, know. but I think, yes, uh, medicine's great because you got, you, you can't start. It would be hard to cure yourself from laying on the floor wanting to die or puke because you're like, what's next? Like, yeah, that's so crippling. Yeah, yeah, I just, and it is crippling, so I don't know, and that's, and when I, I feel like. from my mission, holy cow, she just laid there for like two weeks. Oh, poor girl. Mama, well, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, and then I'm like, well, poor lady, 
then she hears she has five boys that are crazy as hell. And, uh, but back to my first initial point of like this weird trying to keep things a secret, especially mm. about like suicide or overdosing oh, yeah. and things like that. Um, I think a, we ha we decided to be open and honest parents a long time ago and we just, and we don't filter very well, obviously. Um, so I just have always been overly honest, which maybe I should or should not. That's, you know, that's always up for debate. What's you should or shouldn't do. But I just feel like that's normal life. And granted, yes, I, my, I feel like my family's answer to, to not telling is to protect their kids, to keep them innocent, to, you know, whatever, which I can respect. But at the same sense, um, it's really, but just because you choose to live and you want your house to be like, I've seen, a, you know, friends and family that put things like, I love that my house is a sanctuary place where, you know, you, where Heavenly Father resides. But you also aren't allowed to talk a certain way or do certain things that would obviously have the spirit go away in yeah. your home. So it's keeping it a sanctuary, which I get, but also at the same sense, it's also not completely 100% real. Well, and so do they... As in real life, like as in what's happening, even though yeah. that you want to keep your life this... I mean, not that it's not real, because I think it is real. I'm just more saying it's not... There's... Here, here lies um, conservative, uh, sheltered, and then here is this huge... Uh, these other monumental ways of living, like thousands beyond thousands of ways, different ways of living that the sheltered will never, that don't think exist. Let's put it that way. That uh -huh. don't know yeah. that it's there. Well, so let's go through uh, with all, I mean, with all due respect to everybody that has loved ones that have died from overdoses and drugs and things like that. And yeah. um, let's go through a list. Let's, let's name off some things here that why, why would, why would they, why would they want to cover that up? I mean, are they embarrassed? Number I just one. told I mean, you why. I just said, I think it's because they're they are protecting the innocent. I think a lot of it okay, is to protect yeah, the innocent. Sure, to I, keep I, them I, young, to keep them innocent. They don't I, need but, a but, no but drama. That's not, that's not that's not necessarily because that's just kids. That's not other adults. That's not friends. That's not family. That's not adults. Oh, okay, okay, you know okay. I, mean? I see. What you're so, saying. so I mean, there's there's embarrassment, maybe shame, maybe you you um, you didn't want it. Maybe you don't want your you don't, nobody wants their son to die or their daughters to die from overdose. I mean, that sucks, but yeah. they're embarrassed maybe, or they're, are they protecting, you know, they don't want, they don't want people to see their son or daughter in that light. Okay. I think that's a big um, one. Yeah. You know, there's, uh, um, what are, what are some other reasons that I think that's about it. I think, I think not wanting to highlight the bad of what happened uh, or m people seeing them in that light, especially the, in their last hours of or last memories of in everybody's mind. I don't think they want them to remember that it was an overdose or uh, suicide. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think there's questions. Maybe maybe people don't want to get the questions of like, oh my gosh, what happened? Sure. Like, what what did they take? What drug was what it? What drug whatever. was yeah. it? Yeah. How did they kill themselves? Maybe they don't want to ha- answer those questions just yet. Um, maybe um, even denial sometimes. Maybe, yeah. Because like we were discussing the other day with suicide, it's like there's so many questions. It leaves, suicide leaves so much questions yeah. because it's like, why? Like even like with Ken, it's like, why? Like, why, why, why did you choose this, choose this right now? Like, what, well, what was the deciding factor? Yeah. And what about this? And what about that? And don't you do this or whatever? Like, but well, all those are taken from you. Maybe, and sometimes it's not even an overdose. It's just a combination of two of the wrong drugs. True. You know, and there's, true. And there's that's a very true thing not as that well. It, not that, that, whatever, but. Yeah, because there's plenty of people out there. And, you know, I mean, there's plenty of people out there that drink with painkillers there's plenty that don't die yeah thousands upon thousands of thousands that are doing that and they don't die but maybe you took something i'm still alive (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm still here but uh but that's the thing is um maybe you took one molly with the mix or something or you took some acid or ecstasy and you probably may have drank and then took you know like maybe it's a mixture that maybe your body just uh-huh. Whatever the stars aligned, couldn't take it. Yeah. And uh Well it's hard and I feel like okay, it would be hard it would be hard for it for so this is just my perspective here. But it would be hard for I would imagine it'd be hard to explain from a religious standpoint to your child that that they drug overdosed. And it's kind of like, um, you know, there was, a, so, hey, so-and-so, yeah, he died from a drug overdose. He, he did some drugs and he died. And, it, I mean, it's almost like, I don't know, it's interesting because it's, it, it would open the door for more conversation. Or there's some, maybe there's a lot of things that they can't explain or they, they, they don't know how to talk about it because they've never, they don't really, it's not really a part of their world. Yeah, it's something that's so foreign it. to them that yeah. anybody that does drugs is kind of like, oh, they're they're lost or they're this or they're that, and so it's kind of a foreign subject that is hard to talk about for them because they 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 don't know anything other than scary, scared, and death now. Yeah, and now they have death from it, and so it is it does it is sad and it does hurt and they are sad, and they think that maybe they think their son was lost in it, and and it's so sad that he killed himself with drugs or something, but. He was just having a good time and screwed up or, yeah. you know, I don't, people like don't, too many. not very many, okay, people do overdose to die, but I don't think the, I mean, there's some people that didn't, their intent wasn't to kill themselves. They were just partying. And yeah, that's true. Some don't, but it, and it, and it all depends. I mean, there's so many yeah. variables even with that. Like there's some, I would say majority of people that were just partying, I, I don't know too many of those people that were just partying because when you, when most people die of overdoses, uh, they either have been partying too long and it just caught up with them. You know what I mean? Where you're like, wow, you're past the party. Now you're on to addiction or, you know, now you're just pumping your body full of drugs so much that you can't. And that's usually why they get, I think that I'm, whatever but i think that's why they overdose is because they're you know trying to get higher and higher yeah. and then they just get they, they can't yeah. hit it yeah. so they 
Well, it's interesting because, um, you know, and it's so easy. The the word overdose is so easy to throw around. Yeah. Like, especially um, even a good friend of ours, their oldest brother died. And it, and it, and it was... Oh, yeah. And people want to be like, oh, yeah, he overdosed or he this or that and the other. And then it's like, that wasn't even what happened. That's not even the real story. Yeah. But, but. Because even know, though it was from drugs, like from maybe a cocktail that once again just stars aligned and it stopped your heart. No, there was, there was way more. Oh. There was, no, there was way more. There's way more than that. Broken ankles. I mean, there's, there's just, it was not even close to even drug related oh, really. Okay. And so it was it was just a limited snicket of events of doctor malpractices and stuff like that. There's just so much to that story that oh. but people want to assume or they it's so quick to throw around this overdose like and, well, I and think not have people facts. but I think people throw things around too because they don't have facts and so they just start saying things. I think sometimes it might be easier even though you don't want to talk about it it's like maybe give the information out first, but I feel like it's just so hard. I mean, you shouldn't have to worry about what other people think when your child dies or your brother yeah. dies, or you shouldn't have to care or have to worry about the gossip that might go around. So you have to catch it early. You sure. know what I mean? Like you, well, and here's stupid. A, that's here's even like that. One that that might sting, but maybe an unwillingness to look at ourselves. Maybe an unwillingness to look at themselves and, and see what their contribution was to that drug or see what they had to contribute to their life of that in that situation. As a parent, if, if my child died, it would be like, what the fuck did I do? How, how can I have, how could I have avoided this? Well, I think that's... In what ways, shape or form? How is this? How can I? What could I have done different? Not to blame, but to take an but accountable I... look and see what yeah. I could have done to save sure. someone's life. Or... But I I think like even with Ken, I feel like that's it's the same thing. Like, oh my gosh, what could have I done? You know, how did I contribute to this as well? Like, why didn't, why wasn't my eyes uh-huh. open? Why, why was I not paying attention? Like, am I seriously that self-absorbed that I didn't even notice it right under my nose? And that's where I think it's just difficult. That's why death is so hard sometimes, especially overdose and suicide. Because like, A, maybe they didn't mean to. And that would yeah, be a I mean, great conversation. Is, yeah. But like, that would be a great question to ask. But now I can't ask you because you're over, you know, you're dead. And so it's yeah. like, there's just so many unanswered. I don't know. Once again. Well, it's easy to paint a story when someone's dead of, of their drug addiction and how horrible they were or how how bad it got and it's like in reality no this happened this happened this happened like it's i i guess for I from know. that standpoint like of of a parent it'd be like if you say overdose then all of a sudden this painting gets painted of this like drug user this, this, there's yeah. a needle hanging out of his arm and there's sure. you know there's this extreme uh connotation or um yeah uh, built around rhetoric uh-huh, around built it. around overdose when in reality it's like yeah it i screwed up and took too much or whatever but it doesn't mean that there's a needle hanging out of their arm and that they're that they're low lives i mean that yeah. doesn't mean that your son is a piece well, of and shit maybe and may, yeah like and like you're saying or daughter yeah and like you're saying you know you don't want people to have that visual uh-huh. of their child and when you do say overdose maybe you know 
I don't, I don't know. But with my own kids, I feel like I've been extreme. I've, I've been probably overly honest or I tell them everything I know, you know what I mean? Like, this uh-huh. is what I know. I mean, granted, there's some things I'm like, maybe the person wouldn't want my kids to find out about this. So I respect that. Sure. But for the most part, I, I'm like, listen, this is what happens when you're not, when you're not paying attention. Sometimes this happens and it's a reality and you have to be aware of it. I mean, I'm sorry, when I was in sixth grade and I went to dare, I was like, who in their right mind would be asking me to do drugs? Like who's going to offer me drugs? Where do I go find like drugs? Come on. (laughs) Or drinking. Like, I don't know anybody that drinks. I don't know anybody that smokes, Uh you know? And then, uh, because once again that, yeah, but once again, it's that bubble I was raised in because I, I was so sheltered and innocent, like innocently lived and conservatively brought up that I never saw any of that. I never thought that was a possibility. So let alone somebody dying from overdosing, I'm like, where would they get the drugs? Like, how was that? How'd they get so much drugs? Because uh-huh. I didn't even know drugs existed. I know, seriously. And it's so interesting because people do drugs for so many different reasons. I mean, there's there's people in that valley that are hooked on drugs because they're that's their only that's their only escape from their reality or their life or their mind or their thoughts. Well, or that's everywhere, not feeling, just that valley, but feeling yeah, but feeling guilty or feeling this way or feeling that way, not feeling good enough or not feeling worthy enough or you know, there's people do drugs for so many different reasons, and it's so interesting because, um sometimes it is hurt or sometimes it is pain sometimes there are things that happen in people's lives that that are like this is this but is even my... if sometimes even if you do acknowledge what it is like like even with myself like okay i'm just really worried about this or i'm really overstressed about this project or whatever um and like i know i can't do anything about it so just like let it go like okay just breathe yeah. it out. And I still can't, even though you know what it's about. And so that's what's just hard. I mean, and that's my no, new. Knowing what it's about doesn't change it. Yeah. And that's what, and that's I'm, what just I'm saying. saying. I'm just yeah, saying they, exactly. they, they're using it to avoid. A, yeah. Their but I'm just situation. agreeing with you because at this, I'm just saying what's crazy. You just made me think like that's so true because there's even people that experience even harder, like yeah. real life shit that uh, it would be hard to. Not they, feeling they, like they the were, girls that got kidnapped for ten years. Yeah, exactly. It would be hard to to not feel anxious for the rest of my life. Or, or yeah, I mean, it's like it would be. I would almost be like, yeah, well, I don't blame you for disconnecting with drugs for a second or whatever. Like that, that I that would be an experience to have or whatever. But, but, yeah. Bless, bless everybody and anybody that that is hurting so bad or is, is, has gone through traumatic things in their life that hurt so bad that, that, that is what they've had to turn to, or that's the only way that they feel like they can cope with it. You know, I, I, it hurts my heart to think that people hurt that hard. Yeah. That people hurt so badly that that is their answer, that that is the only relief that they feel like they can get. And, and, I'm not, it's not my place to judge whether that is the only relief that they can get because it is, you know, as, as it takes a lot of effort and work to, to fix one's way of thinking Mm -hmm. and there is no cure. 
there is no end all say I'll be all hey now you're healed like even if you spend the next 60 years fixing your mind you may still have that little tittle in the back of your mind that's like yeah but I'm I am a piece of shit or I am like this or whatever and you know I just if if somebody's hurting reach out there's people out there that understand there's people out there that get it there's people that 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 will that can bless people's lives and a lot of people don't want to change. A lot of people are like, you know what? It, it is hard to change. It no, is no, hard to it's change. It's not so only leave... just hard to change. I think it's, um, you know, you do feel shameful. I, I put it on my little scale of when we got, you know, when we were living in Utah. And when I, like, that's when I started smoking weed and stuff. But that was the first time that I felt like weed really did relax me in this point, part, like into this space where I was like, oh, I was acting crazy and I was just so embarrassed that I act crazy that I would have to stay acting crazy because it was more embarrassing uh-huh. for me to admit I was acting crazy. Yeah. You know, and I just think that's kind of I think that's how everybody feels on some sort of level of like it you do feel shame or embarrassment for being so dumb. Because well, you think it's like that's this is so dumb. Why would yeah. I do that? Well, it's hard because we have a society that looks at people like that or, or strung out or whatever and think they're broken. And then and they have to – and these people or people that are strung out or like you're saying, people – I'm trying to be respectful because I don't want to dis- – I'm not trying to downplay anybody's life. Um, but it's so easy for people to be like, hey, you're broken and you need to get fixed and you need to – like whatever. And it's like – and it's not it's not a fair way to they're not it's not brokenness it's not that they're broken it's not that they're they're pieces of shit it they're they're lost they're they're just in a dark place but like you're saying it's hard to want to get fixed when all you have to do is like hey you're broken we all we all love you we care about you but you're broken you need to I get don't you think fixed. that and I don't think that that's true at all I think majority of people that you would have anybody I know uh, that I would go to and I was like hey um I don't think any of them have the mentality of like, hey, you're broken, you're a piece of shit. I don't think any of them have that in Did them. Did I say that? Yeah, you just said that. You're, you're like, broken, you're a piece of shit? Or no, you're broken, you, you need to get fixed? And then you said you're a piece of shit. But Oh, I didn't, I didn't know if I said that. I'm sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to say that. But, That's not how, yeah. But I'm saying, even if you're saying, hey, broken, but hey, you're broken and you need to get fixed, I don't think... I, I I don't yeah well I guess then I took you wrong because that's what you said in the no that's that. fine I I'm but listening. I just more meant more meant like uh, I just think more people most people don't view people like that I think genuinely they may not know that they're being inconsiderate or something mm-hmm. like that but when addressed like hey yeah. how do you feel I don't think that that's how they initially feel I think that you know no I'm not saying that I guess. I'm, I'm not saying that people say that it's kind of, I would say that that is kind of an energy or it's more of a like, Hey, maybe they're, they're feeling broken or maybe like, but like you're saying, um, the, uh, with, it, it can feel shameful or it can, if you, it, they can feel shameful or they can be yeah. embarrassed of it. And that, yeah. and that's sad because there's, there's no shame in, in, in wanting to change one's life. And there's yeah. no shame in the path that people are on. Well, and that and that's where I think it's like 
A, I think people, everybody's just living their lives. Uh I think it's hard enough to be worried about your own life and then everybody, and then be aware of what everybody's needs are at any given moment. And, uh, and I think, yes, I think people are ashamed or like for myself, it's embarrassing to be like, oh, that's so silly. So why? I don't want to divulge that I was being so 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 mad about something so silly or worried about something so small and minute. Um, but like I said, then 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 after you vocalize it, what do you do then if it still doesn't go away? And that's where it's like medication is. I don't know. I've not. I've never been on medication for like anxiety or anything like that. And I know there's a lot of different types. Mm-hmm. And so. You know, it's just a battle. Like, it's a battle of finding what works for you or where it doesn't make you feel like you're not yourself, too. So I don't... And it's just hard because, once again, we're all on drugs somewhere. Seriously. <laughs> Everybody's doing drugs anyways. So why whether, well, why whether, even put anybody just down? There's so many different... I mean, whether it's a soda, whether it's... A, whether it's... Um, sure. Whether it's sitting down praying to your God or whether it's... Um, <laughs> Whether it's having a million different animals. I meant more drugs. I wasn't talking about weird, like, mental decisions, like, of having a lot of animals. Sure. I mean, but not everybody takes drugs. Yeah. Majority. I would say lots. I would say a lot of people take drugs. Lots and lots and lots of people take drugs. Well, yeah. I mean, the pharmaceutical industry in America is rampant. Western medicine is, like... Oh, hey, we'll cure you. Here's a pill for that. Yeah. Hey, doctor, when I my toe clicks a little when I walk it, it just feels funny. It's kind <laughs> well, of I was numb. like, tell your mom, like, what's wrong? Like, they haven't found a plant in, like, Yugoslavia that cures that yet? Come on. Get with it, America. I mean. Yeah, seriously. Get with it, world. Hey, I, I run my hand through my, I run my fingers through my hair, you know, three times a day. Oh, here's a pill for that. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy that we want to shove pills down everybody's throats here in America. And uh, we have over-medicated people. But, no, I, uh, yeah, there's there's so much to be learned from from things like that. From, you know, even hearing of, of people, of friends of friends that have died due to drugs um, or, or partying or whatever. It is sad to hear, and it, it's unfortunate. And I don't think that most people don't intend to do that. Most people don't intend to go out that way, and... And um, it hurts, and it's sad, and uh, yeah, it is sad. You know, well, and I'm not saying you know. I feel like there's, I just to me, I think you can have it all in the sense of like you can you can still glor- um, glorify one's life because I think a life is beautiful, it, no matter how it ends or how like uh-huh. okay, well, in some sense, um, yeah, it doesn't matter how you live and what you do with your life i think there's some that are that choose to be real good teachers in some yeah, way absolutely. but uh i think that you can glorify somebody's life and be honest about how they died yeah and 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 honor their their life and the lessons that they yeah. came to teach me yeah and what i have and what the lesson is it from in for, for me to learn so that i can become a more understanding kind loving genuine person yeah because so that i can be more awake to to signs and symptoms of people that are hurting and so that i can be in tune with people and and ask people genuinely how they are or how they're doing and so that i can serve 
my my brothers and sisters in this world yeah with the love and compassion that that would serve them and sometimes love and compassion looks different but yeah you know there's so many different ways that that i get to be in tune to people yeah i know it's you know and i and i know that like like I think the other day we were talking about like don't take life so serious and all this kind of stuff, uh, and that, and it is true. I, I think it, it is. It can still all be sad, and it can you can still feel hurt. I'm not yeah. saying that all of those aren't real, and uh, but the goal in mind here is to be more compassionate. The goal I think for humanity is to learn from each other and to be teachers and students. At all, you know, at any given moment, and uh, I think we all just want the same things in life. It's just, it's just crazy. Our world is a little insane at the moment. I guess I don't know. That's what I see online, anyways. Not I don't see it in person, no. but online it looks crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, anything that it's just seems like utter chaos. Other when when. Something's on the news or media or online. I'm, I'm always, it just seems chaotic and like, holy cow, what's going on? And then, but then if I didn't have any of that, I mean, in my world, it's pretty peaceful. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not like that. My world isn't, um, a general getting bombed in Iraq. Mm. That's not, I mean, that doesn't exist here in my world right now. I just saw a meme the other day. Well, somebody was like, so that's all, that's all we have left of World War Three. No draft, no war, just memes. <laughs> Something like that. Seriously. <laughs> that one's funny, man. That That's crazy. Um, I just watched something this morning where uh, one of the House speakers, because they just passed this bill to stop war or whatever, and he's like, I have never, I am appalled that I was sitting in before the House right now, and here you guys are apologizing and making excuses uh, as to why or apologizing to Iran for killing a terrorist for somebody that has killed Americans killed millions of innocent people or thousands of innocent people has created terror in the whole area and and here we are apologizing to people for for or to I, Iran for taking out someone that's a terrorist that has killed Americans like it, this doesn't even make sense to me I don't know though I mean it just is what all it's a this is how it's always been, though. Whoever you don't like, you demonize and you make it bad. Because I even remember when Obama killed Osama bin Laden. Mm -hmm. And remember, they were like, even in the streets, we're celebrating here in oh, America. Yeah, in New York. Uh -huh. And I remember being like, this is so weird. Like, I know. why are we celebrating this a death? Like, it, you know, and so... And then here with Trump, it's a little bit different where it's like, what is everybody, why is everybody so mad over this? That Like, it's just making it like, why is this guy so much better? All of a sudden, this guy's a saint of a man, I guess. I don't know that everybody's defending or saying that. We, well, it's fine that we kill the terrorists, but it's the way he did it. Yeah, or he didn't have people's permission. Yeah, and it's like, okay, but didn't... I, and it's like, well, there's this picture of them sitting there and whatever not. And it's kind of like, well, I don't know how. Welcome to 2020 where A, any picture can be shown and act like it was anything. Put any caption under it. Who knows the dates? Who knows when this oh, picture yeah. was taken? Who I, who knows if it was doctored or not? 
I don't know. I just like, how can anybody believe anything? And then it's just, it's just biasness. Well, well, at the end of the day, it's so funny how quick people are to forget. 10 years ago. I mean, this person that's sitting on the other side of the aisle from them 10 years ago is like, yeah, fuck it. We need to do this, this, and this. La, 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 la. And then 10 years later, this person's doing what this person was saying 10 years ago. And they're like, how been, dare you do that? It would have been interesting to have like Mitt Romney in there because like he's not. I mean, I understand that Trump is a crazed lunatic <coughs> with his mouth, you know, like with his his personality and everything like that. Well, but he's not politically correct. And that's, <coughs> and that's fine. But I just wonder how we would do with the politically correct and conservative, you know, and smart. I, not that I'm saying Mitt Romney was the man for the job, but I'm just saying somebody like that still looked good and presented right. things better. If, like, he I just wonder, as, if he wasn't as abrasive as, as yeah, Trump. Yeah, as Trump. I don't know. I'm going to be excited. I'm just going to be excited when this is all over, but it's never, it's never going to end. Oh, no, we got another four years. I'm but excited. But I'm just saying even if it's not Trump, say we get a great candidates and say we're Republican because whatever, but it would be so, I, I just, as much as I think it's the president, it's not. It's like the next Republican that goes in the office will get the same ridicule, even if he's not. I guess we'll stop hearing like bigot, sexist, and all that kind of shit. Maybe we'll stop hearing that. You know, it's funny because that's all. It's all created by the news and media. It's all created by a, a source, yeah. and the source is news and media. I don't know. I can't wait for the day where it's all over, but I just don't think it ever will. No, the, no matter who the president is—Democrat, no. Republican, don't no, matter. It's all funny. But okay, guys, happy Friday! Yeah. Yay for the weekend. We're about to get crazy busy all over again in life. Yep. But hey, guys, be kind to one another. Yeah, be in tune to people. If you see someone or if you know somebody, ask some questions. Go in depth. Yeah, well, Tyler goes too in depth. I'm always like, well, that's too deep. But hey, maybe it's not. I don't know. Who am I? Give people an opportunity to open up. If they want to answer the question, they will. If they don't, they'll skirt the issue. But Definitely ask some hard questions. Ask them how they're feeling or what how they feel about things or what they think about that. Or if or, you need some time together. Uh-huh. Hey, do you hey, need can some I, what, what can I company? Do? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to Living Cash Way. Hey, and it's the 10th. It was the 10th episode on the 10th. Sweet, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Bye.